The Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1. The Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. Anyone and everyone that might happen to be alive at this particular point in time. Big shout out to those listening in the spirit world. I love you all. I miss you all. Huge howdy to the high holy three. And chop chop, I love you. Man, oh man, is it freezing outside. Dog. Dog, dog, dog. And a little bit later on, about 445 Ed Wheatley's going to come on here. He handles uh, the baseball and everything for Smash Daily. And he's playing some sort of senior league in Florida right now because he plays baseball along with reporting baseball and writing books on baseball. And uh, <laughs> he texts me, is that it's 86 degrees down here. Dog, got it. But, hey, you got to experience the cold to understand the love of the warmth. Let's put it that way. It's going to be cold for a few days, too. What you're going to do? What you're going to do? Nothing you can do. Hey, glad to be alive. Smash here. I'm going to talk uh, some COVID because I want you to, to understand the COVID. It's, it's a wild beast. And I was out for three weeks with the COVID. And Doug Jenkins, our news guy here, he was out for a while with COVID, too. So we're going to get his experience. Just like yesterday, I had my man Sprumwhale on. In fact, I'm going to replay that a little bit later on. Uh, Doug's going to talk about his experience with the COVID because, man, you don't want none of that. That's all I can tell you. If you can avoid it, avoid it. But I don't know how you can avoid it because it's a mean, ugly disease. It just creeps up on you. So lots going on. Smash Daily here, as is always, 4 to 6 o'clock. Monday through Friday right here on WBGZ 107.1 FM, the Big Z. This was a monumental date in the history of the world, not just musically speaking, but in the history of the world, especially culturally speaking. Because when the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan that night, that first night, when the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan, that changed the world. I'll give you a little look into it, at least uh, from the vantage point of I, Sir Smashington, a 12, 13-year-old kid at that particular point in time, seeing the Beatles for the first time. Coming up right now, but as is always, like to open up with a musical bent for the early portion of Smash Daily here. And with that in mind...
let's go back to about 1957 when these boys first started up. Talking about the Beatles when they were called the Quarry Men. Gotta have that record scratch in the background. Gives it authenticity. That's 1957, 58, something like that. The Beatles' first recording is what they call it, but in reality, that's the Quarrymen. I think it's even before George joined the Quarrymen because Paul introduced George to John. They put it all together. What do you got? Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. What became the Beatles? The 9th of February, 1964, the Beatles' debut on the big stage at the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City. And, of course, from that point, everything has transitioned to the new world. With that in mind, prior to the Beatles' arrival in the United States, this is about a year prior, this is the way they were talking about them on TV, on the news. Back then, there was a couple of heavy-duty news guys, Chet Huntley and David Brinkley. And this is what they had to say. It explains itself right here. Wait do you hear the way they were calling the Beatles back on NBC back in that day. Dispatches from Britain have been talking about a new sound. For a while, we thought the new sound was Prime Minister Douglas Hume describing himself as a simple man of the soil. But that's not what they meant. Our expert in such matters is NBC News reporter Edwin Newman. The hottest musical group in Great Britain today is the Beatles. That's not a collection of insects, but a quartet of young men with pudding bowl haircuts and who spell Beatles, B-E-A-T-L-E-S. They were all born during the Blitz in the Merseyside section of Liverpool, the toughest section of one of the toughest cities in the world. It's anybody's guess why the Beatles emerged from its cellar nightclubs to national prominence, but emerge they did. They've sold two and a half million records and they earned $5,000 a week. Not long ago, the Beatles arrived at London Airport after a triumphal tour of Europe and the provinces. They were greeted by their hardcore fans, the compulsive screamers, mostly female, mostly between the ages of 10 to 16. Fifteen hundred of these youngsters paid sixpence each to be present at this event. Prime Minister Sir Alec Douglas Hume had hoped to use the airport at the same time. The police advised him not to, so he waited until the Beatles were whisked away. To understand just what all the shouting and screaming is about, or maybe not to understand it at all, one must take a good look at the Beatles and listen to their music, much of which they write themselves. This is their smash hit, From Me to You. If there's anything that you want If there's 
the Beatles are to perform, great gangs of young people queue up for tickets. These children camped out all night to catch the opening of the box office at South End, a working class resort. 2,000 queued for tickets in Coventry. 4,000 stood all night in the rain in Newcastle. Those who study such things say that at last the British juvenile has someone immediate to identify with, not some distant American rock and roll hero. This weekend, under police protection, the Beatles appeared at the Winter Garden in Bournemouth. There was a near riot. This is the actual sound of a performance by the Beatles. The sound they make is called the Mersey Sound because Liverpool is on the Mersey River. The quality of Mersey is somewhat strange. may be that it's almost impossible to hear them. The London Times has carried the sobering report that the Beatles may bring their Mersey sound to the United States, to which it may be rejoined, show us no Mersey. Also, one Robert Percival, an artist, proposes to capture the Mersey sound on canvas. Percival, mercifully, is deaf. Edwin Newman, NBC News, reporting. So anyone looking for some mute, inglorious Milton will just have to keep on looking. Good night, David. Good night, Chet. And good night for NBC News. The NBC Chimes. That was great. That was in the days before long hair was accepted. And so these guys, these mop tops, as they called the Beatles back then, coming in with all this long hair, ooh, they were the rebels. And a lot of folks of the establishment in that day had reason to fear. This is what they were saying about the guys who are the Beatles. One reason for the Beatles' popularity may be that it's almost impossible to hear them. London Times has carried the sobering report that the Beatles may bring their Mersey sound to the United States, to which it may be rejoined, show us no Mersey. Dealing with it, Beatles change America with their spot on the Ed Sullivan Show. Their spots, I should say, on the Ed Sullivan Show because they played more than once, more than just one weekend. Now, in introducing the Beatles again, may I point out that they'll be on our show, as I told our audience, for the next two Sundays. Next Sunday from Doville Hotel in the Miami Beach show starring Hollywood's exciting Mitzi Gaynor. Well, ladies and gentlemen... Ah! Uh -huh. 
They screamed, and they screamed, and they screamed. The little girls screamed. It was magnificent. Made me want to be in a band. A couple years later, got to join up with a bunch of buddies of mine, and we started our first band. And it was the Beatles' performance on Ed Sullivan, because I had dug the songs on WIFE radio in Indianapolis. That was the AM station. That was the top 40 station, if we, you know you want to use that term. But when I saw them, and I saw those girls screaming for him. And I saw the enthusiasm the Beatles had right there on that stage. I thought, doll, I want to be that. And <laughs> that took me out of the plumbing business with my dad into the rock and roll business with myself because I was outcast from the family and all that kind of stuff. It was magnificent. I mean, this is uh, February 9th, 1964, Beatles on Ed Sullivan. I'm a freshman at Short Ridge High School in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I take my hair because I had that nappy, um, just kinky type white man's mini black afro. And I took my hair, that kinky hair that you can't do nothing with, and I combed it down as far as I could over my forehead so that I could look like John, George, Paul, or Ringo. Next day, I went into, into school looking like an idiot, but... <laughs> I was as close to the Beatles as I could get at that particular point in my life. I think I was like 13 years old, something like that. It was something. Beatles changed everything, not only on a personal basis, but on a worldwide cultural basis. And the thing about it was, Ed Sullivan, who won all that hip a dude, was perfect as far as being the Beatles introducer is concerned because he was so far from what they were as far as being hip is concerned it was perfect because his look represented the modern of that era suit tie tight hairdo he looked like an insurance salesman but he had the ed sullivan show well, he was a columnist for one of the new york newspapers prior to getting the variety show there but then you had these cool cats the beatles with their long hair and their cool suits and their boots with the Cuban heels. And of course, they were called Beetle Boots. And of course, everybody wanted Beetle Boots. And men started, boys started wearing Beetle Boots. 
And nobody made fun of you because they were Beetle boots. Now, had the Beatles not come along and you started wearing those Cuban-type heels on your shoes, then uh, man, woman, and beast in that day would be looking at you in an askance manner. Let me put it that way. But these were the Beatles. So you started dressing hip. Mod was the term for fashion back in that day because of the mod fashion scene in um, Carnaby Street out there in England. Man, what a day that was. What a day that was. And it all started 1964, February 9th, on the Ed Sullivan Show, The Beatles. That was the day. Man, oh man, that's the day the world changed. Oh my goodness, I'll never forget my first concert. That was um, February 9th, and then September 3rd or 4th, same year, 1964, I begged my parents, but I got to go. They let me go with a bunch of friends. They let me go because we had a couple chaperones with the friends, you know. They let me go see the Beatles. That was my first Concert, 1964, Indiana State Fairgrounds on the Harness Racing Track. You couldn't hear them because the girls were screaming, screaming, screaming. That's a story for another day, but happy anniversary world. This is the day everything changed. February 9th, 1964, Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. Smash, smash. You are Smash Daily on the big scene. And before I get uh, into it, I just want to play you a groove song. This is an ultimate groove song. Lolo's in here. Yep, let me get to all the mics on here. Boom, 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 right there. Doug, how am I looking right there? Oh, I think we're all right. All right, cool. Yeah, we good? Cool. This yep. is a groove song, all right? Oh, I love all groove songs. songs, man. And this comes from one of the greatest albums of all time, Tapestry, because on this date, 79 years ago, was born a young lady named Carol King. You're a rock and roll DJ. You're a rock and roll DJ. I'm a rock and roll DJ. But this song right here, out of all of them on Tapestry, was... My favorite song because it just had this groove right here. Back in the way back when, I don't even know the day. 
But when it came back out, if you were a hippie in those days, because I was at Indiana University, I can't remember what grade. Um, but if you were a hippie in that day and you didn't have the Tapestry album, forget about it. Yeah. Nobody wouldn't come over to your mm-hmm. house because you're, you're a punk. Because you had to have <laughs> Tapestry, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The other one was... You say punk like it's a bad thing. No, 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 no. In certain circles, it's a fun thing. But that's okay. uh, you you live differently than I do. Wonderful young, wonderful young man right there. The other album you had to have if you were a hippie to show that you were like, you know, open to all kinds of music was Bitches Brew by um, trumpet player. Come on. Miles Davis. And, exactly. And the thing about it was Bitches back then. You couldn't say that word, but oh, he titled man. his album Bitches Brew, and so you were cool if you had Bitches Brew, whether you understood the jazz aspect of it all yeah. or not, but you had to have. Yeah. Those two albums were at a minimum of what you had to have. Uh-huh. Now, Doug Jenkins is a happy-go-lucky guy. This young man here, Lauren Luckett, I call him Lolo. Always smiling. Always smiling. Always you got know, a smile on yeah. my face. Yeah. By the way, uh, I don't know. Maybe I should not say it because then everybody start calling. But if you need any kind of help as far as your like uh, social media and, and, and me- mechanics of all this stuff is concerned, Lolo knows all that stuff. Because I, I got some questions for you, my man. I try. But I wanted to talk to and you jump in if you want because you got tested, but you came out positive. Yeah. Now, not positive. I mean negative. No, I was negative. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, negative. Yeah. Yep. This young man, like me, came out positive. And that is Doug Jenkins over there. But you had a different COVID experience than me because mine was a little harsher than yours. Explain. Well, um, after after word got out that uh, that you had uh, tested positive and were um, going through what you were going through, I yeah. figured, you know, it might not be a bad idea for me to get tested myself. Not feeling anything, but yeah. probably wouldn't be a bad idea. So I went to uh, one of the, uh, the uh, drive-up testing facilities that they had here in oh, Alton. Really? Uh, got the uh, the throat swab. They didn't go up the nose. They oh, really? went in the back of the throat. Mm. Just about gag. Come yeah, on. yeah, right. yeah. It was, it was not pleasant. Yeah, right on. Uh, two days later, I find out uh, that I test positive. Mm. You know, I hadn't been running any fever, not showing any symptoms at all, but had to turn back around, and go home. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, fourteen uh, or excuse me, ten days. Uh, uh, actually, turned out to be closer to fourteen because a yeah. uh, weekend was there at the tail end of it. So. Right. Uh, but no, I didn't um, really experience much of anything. It felt like a cold. Mm. Uh, had some congestion. I did sleep a lot. And uh, fatigue, I understand, is one of the lingering things that you're going to have to deal with. I'm still tired, but, you know, I like taking a nap this time of day anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> While you're on the air. Smash hey, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I, I, And I, our I, boss I, is next door. Exactly. I, mean, <laughs> I, I wean myself away from napping while I drive, so yeah. uh, that's good. Right up. Um, but I have noticed COVID brain. COVID brain. COVID brain. Ah. And you may be asking yourself, what is COVID brain? I was asking you. <laughs> well, I will I will answer you Please then. Please do, sir. Um, it's apparently uh, some kind of a COVID-initiated form of ADHD where you're easily distracted, uh, yeah. you have trouble finding the words and phrases that you're looking yeah. for, and you just feel a little bit off as far yeah. as uh, how sharp you think you should be. That's why you got into news, as I understand it. <laughs> well, you know, if I have a script in front of me, I'm usually okay. So, Doug, basically what you're saying, it's a 24-7 squirrel moment, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, you could go well, off on, it, on a tangent. You'd be yeah. typing up the new squirrel. 
Uh, <laughs> I, 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 Look at him go. Well, uh, I dress myself. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> one of the things that I just wanted to show people is that there's different angles to this COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a little harsher than you. I had to go in the hospital for six days. That may out on the seventh and two weeks quarantine and everything. But you got to watch out for this stuff and you got to get yourself checked up. And that's what you did in a different way than I did. I went to the emergency room because I was hurting really bad. Mm-hmm. You not as bad as me, but at the same time, you had to do the quarantine. So you couldn't come to work. And a lot of people are worse off than us because theirs last longer. They told me that I'm not uh, capable of spreading the, the COVID, nor can I catch the COVID unless it's some odd strain for a couple months. That's also what I have heard. Or uh so in two months, I'll get my shot. They won't give me a shot right now because the antibodies have taken care of me and I can go anywhere, no problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, wear your mask, do your hand washing, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just want to let people know, no matter what your situation is, if you're feeling wrong, it's about feeling wrong because I felt wrong, bad wrong. First thing that got me was it was like, Somebody had my head in their hand with a vice-like grip on it. Like and, the Baron Von Roschke. Exactly right, man. Yeah. The, the Iron Claw. Exactly. That's what it was. Exactly right. Baron Von Roschke. You were wrestling with the COVID. I was wrestling with the COVID. And when it gave me a flying veal, I knew it was time for me to go ahead and get to the uh, hospital. I just want people out there to know, get to your doctor, get to your hospital, get to your testing so that you totally understand how to commit yourself to getting well with this because it will kill you. I think it's what, like 450,000 people so far dead in the United States. I'll tell you one thing though, smash. Mm. I mean, being in the middle of all this, I was exposed twice, basically. Yeah. Even though we kept social distance, you know, I was paranoid, man. Yeah. I was at home and at the the tiniest scratch in my throat, I was looking at my wife. I said, I think I have COVID. She's like, no, you don't. Just relax. Yeah. No, but it does. It messes with your mind, man. Right. You know? So if I, you know, it, I went to go get tested. I tested negative. Thank yeah. you. Thankfully. But they, they didn't do a throat swab on me. Mm-hmm. They just went on like the outer rim of my nose. Oh, really? Yeah. They went it, deep on me. They, the first test I had, uh, they went real deep. And I actually, yeah. I had to do it. Oh, really? And, yeah. They, Did you they, yourself? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and I tested negative there too. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. I, You know, it just, it makes you paranoid. Right it on. really does. Right uh, well, I just wanted to let everybody know. Yeah. You got to watch out. Because you not only take care of yourself, and it's like they say, you got to watch out for others too. Yeah. You know, you don't want to spread this thing because the nasty of it is really pretty bad. And I, in the COVID ward, was the least of the worst, is what they told me. Mm-hmm. And because I asked them if I could go walk because the room was so small, I just wouldn't get up and walk because I was either in bed or sitting in the chair. And they let me walk up and down the hall because they don't let nobody walk. Because all the doors were closed. They don't want that stuff spreading out to the hall or whatever the case may be, man. Right. So it's a wild disease, and I just wanted to turn everybody on to the fact that there's different angles at it. I think the the biggest uh, the biggest message that I could uh, give is that uh, you know you had it pretty severely. Uh, mm-hmm. We all know people who have passed on because of it, uh, but there are people who don't have hardly any symptoms at all. Um, so if you see somebody out wearing a mask or being a little uh, a little bit uh, cautious, and you're not of that ilk to be a mask wearer or being cautious. You know, you can think whatever you want, but 
I would ask you keep it to yourself because we're all taking our own path through this life. Yeah. And uh, you don't have to walk in my shoes. I don't have to walk in yours. So if I feel better wearing a mask, then leave me be. In, in walking our own path in this life, you to me, sir, are Daniel Boone, and you are forging ahead so that I, Sir Smashington, <laughs> can follow you as you chop the brush away so that I can go through the trees. Davy Crockett like. Exactly. Is your hat in I the thought it was Daniel Boone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lolo, take it for a minute, man, because I got to let uh, Harry know I'm going to call him tomorrow. Well, uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 a scary situation at the best. And I think, Doug, man, you, you just you just hit the nail on the head. If somebody's out and wearing a mask and they're trying to stay social distance from from everybody else, even if that's not your thing, respect their thing, mm-hmm. you know, because that's their thing. You don't have to you don't have to go and 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 give them a high five or anything like that social distance high five the covid high five right nah. let's hey, let's COVID make that man. let's make that new th- let's make that a new thing and, COVID and, high five. and similarly if uh if you uh, are one who would uh, prefer to mask up and prefer to see everyone else masked up but you see somebody that is not yeah uh you don't have to yell at them and uh, and berate them right. it's just as easily easy to turn around and go somewhere else yeah. i got good I've point got, i've got so many friends on social media that are just like right in the middle of this whole thing some people wear the mask some people don't yeah. i wear the mask yeah because i don't want this mm-hmm. and i know it's a real thing and some people don't believe it's a real thing mm-hmm. but it's a real thing mm-hmm. I, mean, I thought you, you wore the mask because you're a kleptomaniac well that's true too but uh, that's, that's just me too. thinking yeah. differently Squirrel. i appreciate you guys coming on in here and telling because people need to know and i'm gonna try to let everybody know each day this week at least because i got different friends who got different angles at the covid i got had one of my friends in dc just like ferocious in the hospital for a couple weeks man it's so funny how it hits people differently i know you know because you had it you had a very mild mm-hmm. case, and basic. you were just like, well, yeah. And I had, uh, you know, I got that low immune because yeah. of diabetes and because right. of age, right? And, yeah. and I was worried about it because I'm a diabetic and I've had open heart surgery. Yeah. So, I, you know, it could have been super bad for me. Yeah. But uh, and, you know, luckily, my, you know, thank God. And we, we talked about it when I covered you. For you, mm-hmm. my sister-in-law had it while she was pregnant, and yeah. all she lost was her sense of taste and smell. My wife had a coworker, mm-hmm. and he got it, and he's got permanent lung damage from it. Ooh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. See, because I had the pneumonia, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I certainly hope that my left lung doesn't get messed up. Yeah. Because pneumonia was in the left lung. Yeah. Because I had antibiotics on my left arm five times a day, and I can't remember. It's a drug that uh, Trump took. Rendesivir, uh, Rendesivir, like exactly yeah, yeah. right. I had that like five times a day. Wow, going into my right arm. It's pretty wild, man. <clears throat> it's pretty wild. Mm. I appreciate it, fellas. Thank you, sir. There Thank you, you go. Spanish Daily here. Going to talk baseball coming up in just a moment here. All kinds of stuff going on in the MLB. Now, of course, at least since I've been gone, all kinds of stuff happening with your St. Louis Cardinals. When we return, you know, you know, you can't talk.
listen to the Smash Daily Podcast anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Google, Apple, Spotify, and the new home at Amazon Music. Smashdaily.com. Smash Daily right here, as is always, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 o'clock. It is about 10 minutes from 5 o'clock right now. I almost didn't want to put, Ed, I almost didn't want to put you on, man. i tell you why. Because you were mocking me. You were mocking me through text by saying it's 86 degrees down in Florida where you are playing baseball right now, man. Why? Why, Ed? Why? Well, it was up. Uh... Seven degrees yet uh, Sunday when I was shoveling snow before I left to come down here. So it just letting you know by doing that, it tells you spring is in the air. Yeah, oh yeah. Baseball's right around the corner because that's, right. that's what we're here at spring training tournament. That is Ed Wheatley right there here on Smash Daily. He takes care of the baseball angle. And a lot of kind of, you know, I've been gone for like three weeks with the COVID and everything, Ed. And what has been going on? Last thing I remember is that the Cardinals got some dude out of Denver, and this is supposed to be like somebody like is a superhero and it's going to be fantastic for the team. Molina, I guess, is coming back. Wainwright's coming back. What's going on? Well, you, everything you surmise is correct. Uh-huh. Uh, the Cardinals, you know, they were criticized pretty much all winter for not making a move. Mm-hmm. Well, behind the scenes, they were doing the right thing. DeWitt and Mosella, they were there working. Mm-hmm. And they got one of the best in baseball, the Nolan Arenado from Colorado, a third mm-hmm. baseman, eight years in the in the majors, eight Gold Glove, one of the top wow, hitters. Really, you put you know him over on got Goldschmidt, who's one of the top first basemen. You got your corners, yeah, are locked. You got an all star shortstop in in DeYoung. Now they lost Colton Wong. Uh, to, you know they didn't extend his contract, but I mean they've got a replacement for him there, and you know. They've got a team because you got to remember this team was one of the top pitching teams, and so with their pitching, the defense, and you add a hitter like Arenado behind or in front of Goldschmidt, however they go, yeah, they are immediately the formidable leader of the National League Central. So I mean, it was a big, um, you know, week and a half, and then like you said, Wainwright comes back. You know, uh, you know, he had one heck of a year last year, yeah. and then Molina came on board. To extend his Hall of Fame career and, you know, the numbers, I mean, you know, his numbers are impressive in so many categories. It's, you know, it's a very solid team now. And, you know, like I said, a month ago, everybody was down. You haven't done anything. The only team in baseball that didn't make a move over the winter. And then they're calling it the steal of the year, the steal of the century so far in in what they took uh, from Colorado. Hmm. You know, I was reading something the other day, uh, this, that in 2021, the defensive team in the MLB is the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. What does that mean, the defensive team? You've got men who are going to shut down hits. They're going to take away hits. They're not going to make errors. I mean, it's, you, you know, you've got a guy over at first base, Goldschmidt. He saves how many uh, bad throws and makes the out. Mm-hmm. You've got Arenado who's going to just clamp down at uh, uh, third base, mm-hmm. you know. 
the young at shortstop. And, you know, presumably Tommy Edmond will do the same thing at second base. He, Tommy Edmond had a, had a bunch of highlight reel games last week. I mean, I mean last year, sure, Colton Wong won the gold. Colton Wong done some very good things with his mm-hmm. club. But they're looking also to have a good caliber second baseman in Edmond. And Edmond is a good hitter all around. Uh, so, you know, you have to give a little, the mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. But what they did, they gave a little, and they took a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. they took a lot and didn't give up very much to get yeah. Nolan Arenado. And they've been chasing him for a couple of years. It finally really? came true. Really? And that's something. How about uh, this Colton Wong? What team did he wind up on, if, if any? Yeah, he signed a, uh, just the other day uh, a two-year contract with the Milwaukee Brewers. So we'll see Colton nice. when he comes to town. Yeah. Uh, when the Brewers play the Cardinals. So, I mean, you know, there was a chance that Colton could uh, have signed back with the Cardinals, but I don't think that really gained too much momentum. Yeah. Um, I think they're very happy with Tommy Edmond. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got to give a little to, to get a lot, and mm-hmm. they got a lot with mm-hmm. Nolan Arenado. Mm-hmm. And this Arenado, what has he accomplished to this particular point in time that <laughs> makes him that hot of property? Well, Eight years in the majors, eight gold gloves. Yeah, that's, that's, tells you something I heard right that. There. Yeah, I heard that a little bit earlier, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, but he's and, a he's uh, a big time he's hitter. One of the top hitters, top yeah, hitters okay. for average, top hitters for home runs. Now, some people will say, yeah. well, he played in Colorado, you know, with the, the high altitude yeah. light airs, but right. uh, he he did that all across the country in all the stadiums. So, I mean, he is like I said, they, you know, the next morning after it was announced, I yeah. mean, you just looked at every headline across. You know, a baseball, the press, all the, you know, the theoretical experts, you know, besides you and me. Um, You know, it was (laughs) talking about the steal St. Louis made. And, you know, how could a Colorado do this? Mm -hmm. Um, The Cardinals, Bill DeWitt Jr., Bill DeWitt III, they are committed to the city. They are committed to winning. You know, and you think about all these other, you know, teams, Pittsburgh, you know, even the Cubs, you know, they were just getting rid of their players, getting rid of salary. And, Mm -hmm. You know, they took on a very good chunk of change salary with Arenado, but they believe it will, you know, pay off. Three of the best baseball books you might ever want to check out is written by Ed Wheatley right here, Baseball in St. Louis, Incredible Cardinals, and STL St. Louis Browns, the story of a beloved team, which got the one of the awards for 2020 as far as best reading is concerned then of course you got yourself an emmy for the document documentary coming off of st louis browns and let me tell you get to reedy press r-e-e-d-y press reedy press and check the whole thing out you can purchase right there and he's a guy who knows his stuff that said wheatley right there so here's the question that comes to to mind from me i'm a baseball fan but not as big as as some because I'm not all that knowledgeable to the total game, and yet at the same time, I got an angle at it. Why, if this dude, Arenado, is so strong to come to the Cardinals, why would they let him go in Colorado? That was a big question that was being asked all uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, and it's been really asked for a couple, you know, a couple of years because you know the Cardinals were pursuing him. You know, the Colorado thought they had him locked down. Uh, you know, the thing is, you can take a guy like Arenado and make a trade to another team if you don't think you have all the parts mm-hmm. and get other parts back. You know, you might get three or four other players that are of high quality for Arenado. Yeah. And the Cardinals really didn't give up any major material players. So it was almost for 
no loss. And that's yeah. the thing that's got everybody scratching their head yeah. and being critical. But, I mean, you know, teams have, you know, you, you'll, it's business. You, you make a trade to get something. Yeah. So you might trade some a superstar, and you get five young players that have the potential be, of being very good stars. Not necessarily five superstars, but five stars. Huh. Nobody really believes Colorado yeah. got that from the Cardinals, and the yeah. Cardinals didn't give up. Yeah. And you know, so you know, they didn't lose their strength. Mm-hmm. They didn't lose any of their star pitchers. You know, they didn't lose any of their young, you know, star outfielders. So uh, pitching's intact. Teams intact. Yeah, Cardinal Nation is roaring now. Mm-hmm. What's you know, going What's going on with? We got about uh, a minute and a half left here, Ed. Yeah. What's going on with spring training? How's all this playing? Well, spring training is on. I mean, yeah. I'm down here, you know, in Fort Myers, where four of the teams are, and yeah. uh, uh, they're just gaga getting ready. You know, baseball asked the players to pause and start spring training a month late, mm-hmm. start the season a month late. Mm-hmm. Arizona especially came out really big proposing that due to the virus, but people have more time to calm this thing down, get their vaccinations. The players rejected it. So as of right now, it's scheduled as usual. Yeah. Cardinals are out starting to sell tickets, nice. you know, for the regular season yeah. starting in April, not yeah. May. Yeah. And, uh, you know, baseball in St. Louis are kind of like, that's a good thing because we want to see Nolan Arenado. Right on. We will keep you abreast of what is happening through this young man, Ed Wheatley, right there. How are you faring in your baseball down there? Well, we played a doubleheader day. We split. We're doing well. We've got uh, through next Tuesday, so we've got a lot of baseball to play, and right uh, that's what it is, play baseball. You know, we're in a bubble, too. I mean, we've yep. got very strict restrictions, uh, but uh, we're having fun. It's hot. Yep. Very hot. Bravo uh, on the hot. But we'll do okay. Yeah. We'll be okay. That said, Wheatley takes care of us on the baseball side here. Smash Daily. Much love to you, buddy. I'll talk to you down the line. Talk to you soon, buddy. All right, cool. Stay healthy.